1: everyone and welcome back to Jumping Bomb Audio the number 1 podcast all about the world of Joshi pro wrestling my name is Taylor and i am joined again through the power of the internet by Kelly Kelly welcome back oh, to the show
2: you. thank you it's it's good to be back it was it was a dark time two weeks of no internet And you know, I got a lot of stuff to say, but right now all I can really think about is I watched a video of an AI stand-up comedian, and he said a line that's just stuck with me. I am no sugar daddy. I am corn syrup grandpa.
1: (laughs) Well, all right, Welcome back to the show. I (laughs) I haven't been able to stop thinking about that. Welcome back to the show, the corn syrup grandpa, Kelly uh we're glad to have you back it was uh, quite an experience for me to record by myself last week hey,
2: you, you did great you did thank great. you uh
1: it, it's just a very strange uh, experience i found myself like weirdly zoning out even though <laughs> i was on speaking autopilot. but like not even on autopilot but it was just like if i were sitting in my house thinking of these things and i just happened to be speaking them out loud <laughs> um I also found in the first five minutes, I was like, oh, I'm going to need to learn how to uh, breathe properly (laughs) during this next hour and a half as I speak by myself. Uh, So, yeah, but of course, very happy to have you back. You were very much missed last week and we got a lot to talk about, as always. Before we do, we got to get the plugs in, of course. The most important plug: Follow us on Twitter at Jbomb Audio, or you can follow Kelly at Kelly, or you can follow me at TayMambo. Subscribe to the show on your podcast app of choice, whatever that app happens to be. And if it happens to be Apple Podcasts, we'd love if you give us a five-star rating and review on that app. And if you're feeling extra generous, you can donate to the show at redcircle.com slash shows slash jumping dash bomb dash audio. So we're going to get right into it. Today we're going to cover the Tokyo Joshi Korakuen Hall Show from April 9th, talk some stardom, Cinderella tournament, and then do some previews of a lot of shows coming up. Not as many that are coming up at the beginning of May when Golden Week starts, but still a lot going on in the world of Joshi. So the first Tokyo Joshi's Korokan Hall show still incomplete. 2-2 from April 9th in front of 509 fans. Kelly, first, what do you think of the show overall?
2: Uh, It was a good show. Uh, Again, with Tokyo Joshi, even like a down show I still enjoy. Like, I don't really think this was a amazing
1: show but i still had a good time with it i thought it was sort of a sneaky good show especially considering i wasn't crazy about the main event as we'll talk about but i thought that uh, a couple of the matches lower down were uh pretty good Uh, so it was one of those where i'm always sort of um you know there was well, I guess there were two title matches, uh, but there wasn't a print, an international princess title. So it wasn't a totally loaded show, but a pretty loaded, you know, I don't know. Would you consider this a loaded show or not? I can't really. Uh,
2: I wouldn't. I would say it's, it's not really. I mean, it kind of is, but like, I don't think either of the title matches are big matches. So like, in that sense, I don't think it's really that loaded of a show, but. I feel like the undercard is fairly strong and that uh, that's really because the, the main two weren't super strong.
1: Yeah. It was sort of, you got two title matches, but uh, I was not surprised by either outcome in either title match. Um, So yeah, so we'll dive right into it. The first match, a tag team match, Moka Miyamoto and Palm Harajuku defeating Haruna Neko and Kaya Torabami when, Palm pinned Torabami with the Palm de Justice in eight minutes and fifty-two seconds. Kelly, in all honesty, I have no notes on this match uh, (laughs) in my notes, so I'll let you go first.
2: Uh, I think I remember everyone worked really hard in this match, and like the thing that surprised me was Palm is starting to show more of like a killer instinct. Even with the like the leg drop on the apron she did on Torabami was kind of nuts looking. So it's like they they were working way harder than I ever thought they would in this opening match. Like, I I went two and a half stars. Really good, fun opener.
1: Yeah, I still, you know, this sort of leans into my, what I've talked about before. I'm still not entirely sure where Torabami lands with this company in terms of what they think of her. Um, I know, I believe she wasn't, they had a show today, the April 17th that she wasn't on and they said she had another engagement or something, but it just, there's just a weird sense of, she feels not quite part of everything. I don't know. It's just, and you know, she's getting pinned here. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just that all the other rookies have leapt up the card in like three months. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. But yeah, I think Palm, uh, I totally agree with you that she has looked, you know, continues to improve. Mocha obviously is someone that they, uh, have some amount of faith in. They just announced that she'll be tagging with a Shida on Tokyo Joshi's next Korakin, which is at the beginning of may. So we'll be talking about that next episode. Uh, but yeah, an interest, a sort of interesting mix. And of course, Harunaneko is sort of Haruneko. Yeah. Uh, at this point, the next match was a big singles match. Miyu Yamashita defeating Juria Nagano in four minutes and 12 seconds, which actually is a lot shorter than I would have guessed if you would have asked me when I was sort of putting together the results for the show today. Uh, I thought this match was awesome. I thought it was really good. Probably one of the better uh, you know, sort of the best version of a sub five minute match that you could sort of put together. I like the story of they're very similar offense, offensively, offense wise, but that Miyu was just a lot stronger than Juria, obviously because she's much more experienced. And I like the finish with Miyu dodging the uh I don't know what the move is called, but Juria's sort of down kick and then turning it into the head kick for the win. I thought it was great. I went four stars, uh, even though it was only four minutes long. I thought it was super great. I was really hyped for it when they announced it, and it delivered.
2: I hope you're ready to hear me say the exact same thing. Uh, I love this match. I would definitely put it in like the top sub five-minute matches category. Uh, I went four stars on it as well. <laughs> Uh one thing I really hope is that for that Jiria as she gets more experienced I hope her style doesn't kind of like homogenize and just become more pro wrestling focused because I really like how different she feels from everyone else. It's like she is a karate expert. So like just let her go with that. So I hope it it sticks around. It really gives her matches a way different feel than everything else on the card. So yeah, this was great. I I this was my favorite match of the whole show.
1: Mm, interesting this was close for mine there was one match uh, which we'll talk about coming up which i had sort of on the similar level but i liked that one a little bit more you know it was later in the curve. you know this one only four minutes and 12 seconds um you know you don't sort of want to ding it for being that short but it was like oh, it's only four minutes
2: yeah and i also probably overrate everything on this show at some point because this is the first show I watched with my brand new internet, so everything just really looked clearer and much, <laughs> much better than the 480p I used to top out at on re- watching wrestling. So it was, it was very nice.
1: Your first high def wrestling, yeah, experience, yeah,
2: so good. Went from, uh, my previous download speed was like 2.5 megs, Now I'm up to like 85.
1: Whoa. Yeah. that is an upgrade, and I do think that Wrestle Universe has one of the better uh, quality. They really do streaming, um, streaming wise. I don't know what I'm saying, but you know the quality of the image I think is better on than on places you know like I'm thinking of New Japan World or certainly any of the sort of you know a lot better than Nico, uh, <laughs> but that's a low bar. Uh, that bar is on the ground, but yes. Uh, So the next, another singles match, next match was another singles match, Marika Kobashi, uh, soon to be retiring her final singles match, defeating Raku in 6 minutes and 43 seconds. Kelly, what did you think of this match?
2: I thought this was kind of bad. It really just felt clunky in that they were working at like half speed for the whole match i i only went a one and a half stars on it i was not a fan
1: wow we disagree on this because i said it was uh i thought it was a solid well-worked match um and i thought that i think Raku. i've talked about this before on the show I think that she's sort of underrated. You know, she has this sort of funny gimmick with the Goodnight express and the stuff with the trains and all of this. But I think that sort of underneath all that is a sneaky sort of good worker. And I thought that she made Marika look pretty good in this. Um, you know, I wasn't blown away. I'm not talking about, you know, you know, I'd probably talk about three stars or somewhere around there. Uh, but, you know, I thought it was a fun match for what it was, and I thought Raku looked good. I don't know if they have any sort of future, you know, sort of her, as we just talked about, Palm. I've I've been interested in this for a while, but just interested to see these sort of more character-based wrestlers who I think have some hints of, you know, being very talented in ring, whether they just keep them as these sort of characters and have these reliable undercard fun characters to sort of start the show off with some energy, or if they're willing to say, Hey, now focus more on your in ring stuff. You know, this is a thing that we haven't seen before in Tokyo Joshi, uh, in terms of the in ring, uh, stuff picking up in quality. So that will be interesting to see. Cause I think Raku could be, uh, could be right up there with, uh, her up up girls, stablemates. Interesting, yeah. Raku, I don't know. It
2: just it doesn't click for me with her. Like I, I, like the gimmick and stuff. I think she's fine, but I, I don't know. I, I feel like she's kind of hit her ceiling, but we, we'll see.
1: The next match was uh, another tag team match between the, uh, re. Turning. I don't want to say returning. They haven't gone anywhere, but the uh, I'll say returning. The returning team of free Wi-Fi. Hell something yeah. Kelly could have used a couple weeks ago.
2: Yes, uh, 100%.
1: <laughs> the team of Hikari Noah and now Kakuta, defeating Maki Ito and Yuki Kamafuku in 11 minutes and 31 seconds when Kakudu pinned Kamafuku with the Shiden Kai. Uh, Kelly, are you happy to see Free Wi-Fi, one of your favorite teams, back again.
2: I am so happy to see him back. And I'm so happy to see him get like, this is a pretty big win. Like that's that's a decent team to knock off here. So it looks like they're going to get pushed. Uh, it looks like they're going to challenge for the tag titles. Like I, I really like this team. I really like this match. I'm very happy they won. Uh, I went three and a quarter on
1: this. Yeah, I thought it was a super fun match. I thought everyone worked really hard. And I thought that the match moved at a good pace. Sometimes these, um, you know, Tokyo Joshi matches, especially these more mid-card matches, can sort of bog down. But I thought they moved really well. I think now Kakuda is an interesting, you know, she's sort of in the category, not exactly with Raku, but there's sort of a category of wrestler in Tokyo Joshi that I would categorize as like, hmm, interesting, where I'm not entirely sure that they're great wrestlers, but they sort of have, it feels like they have a potential to be. Yeah. Um, and everyone else in this match is sort of, for me, a known quantity, you know, Akari Noah was um, international princess champion, as Ido is now, and Kamafuku. So those are all sort of known quantities Now Kakuta has sort of floated in a weird space for me in terms of, I'm like, is she really good? I can't exactly tell, you know, she's sort of like a mocha where sometimes she comes out and I'm like, yeah, she is pretty good. And sometimes she comes out and I'm like, "Mm, no, uh, I feel like
2: she's been pretty consistently good since she changed her gear. Like that felt like a turning point.
1: I think she has gotten. I I do agree. I think she has gotten more consistent. I thought this was good. I'm trying to think of the last time I thought, oh, that wasn't that great, but I can't even think of it now. But I, you know, I thought this was a super fun match, a fun, uh, uh, as you said, a good win for Free Wi-Fi, who are going to challenge for the tag titles. Um, and I think along with this tag title match, they've sort of lined up these interesting teams. That, you know, now we don't have the Bakuretsu sisters anymore. And it feels to me like there's less for the company to lean on in the tag division. In terms of like, oh, here's our established teams. You know, Bakuretsu sisters are done. The Magical Sugar Rabbits have the titles. There's always Neo Bishiki Goon. Possibility, although they weren't on the show. But it's been fun to see sort of different teams challenge. You know, Daisy Monkey, now it's going to be free Wi-Fi. Uh, you know, as we'll talk about in a second, you have the Saki Akai Yuki Arai team might be able to do make some noise in the division. So an interesting... Uh, a division I'm certainly interested in because there's lots of different possibilities there.
2: Yeah, they've got a pretty pretty stacked tag division and like it kind of just happened all of a sudden where it's like oh you have all these people you can pair up and it works together so yeah let's go
1: the next match was our final non-title singles match as Hyper Masao defeated Miyu Watanabe in 11 minutes and one second I was reading my notes before uh, just before we started recording for this match, and my first note is, while Masao was making the human burrito, everyone is saying no, no, no. <laughs> Aki just laughing, <laughs> and I hadn't remembered even what that was about until I remembered that Hyper put Miyu in the um, in the ring mats outside and i think every, like chris was like oh this is horrible this is horrible and aki was just laughing
2: <laughs> that just it sounds like a fever dream um like you just woke I, up in the middle of the night typed out some words and went back to sleep
1: <laughs> i also wrote aki buried chris at one point for talking too much about wrestlemania i think uh, he did yeah
2: the, i remember that
1: <laughs> was the other like chris said something he's like oh it's um it's something oh this is like stone cold steve austin at wrestlemania and aki was like why do you keep talking about wrestlemania <laughs> and i think brooks uh, even said he's like i didn't even actually watch it <laughs> uh but this match i thought another fun match uh fun to see masao win and spoilers get to challenge for the princess of princess title later in the show and speaking of wrestlemania hit the Hit a great looking uh, stunner. Yep, (laughs) Uh, better, much better than the Vince McMahon. uh, (laughs) Yes, stunner.
2: I didn't think uh, they were gonna die at any point. So (laughs) definitely better.
1: Uh, But yeah, you know, I thought it was a fun, you know, fun match. Probably three and uh, I don't know, three and a quarter, maybe three and a half.
2: Okay. Yeah, I'm at three and a half. I still cannot believe the insane speed that Miu gets on the giant spin. Like it the it's insane. <laughs> like I I'm keep a- expecting her to lift off the ground.
1: I'm always thrown off when the person is like upright and she starts spinning and then they go out. I yeah. would just think if they're going out, you would just be like whoop, and lose your balance.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, like, I can't I mean, even imagine, like, how strong she is. Like, it's it's insane. Like, good, good on her. <laughs> yeah, I like this match a lot. I thought it was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, and good, as I said, good to see Masao win. Uh, the next match was our final non-title tag team match. The debuting team of the returning, uh, for the first time in many years i believe they said on commentary saki akai teaming with yuki arai to defeat mihiro kiryu and rika tatsumi in 13 minutes and 20 seconds after arai hit the finally on mihiro kiryu i i thought that this was a good match although it to me was more driven by personality than the quality of the in ring work for me.
2: Yeah, I can see that.
1: It was sort of an old school uh, Tokyo Joshi match in that way, and that it was more about sort of the personalities than what, you know, move by move was sort of mm-hmm. happening in the ring.
2: Yeah, I, I really like uh, Akai and Arai as a team, I think they fit together really well. Uh, I thought Kiryu had a really bad showing in this match. Like that's, She's another one where every now and then she'll have a really good match and then a really bad match, and I thought she did not look good here at all, and that kind of dragged it down as a whole for me. I still went three stars on it because it was still a solid enough match. But yeah, I think it was definitely carried more by the personalities than the in-ring.
1: I said it at the uh, Sumo Hall show, but I'm out. On Kiryu. Yeah. I think, sort of, you know, you're not going to hit with everyone you get. And her, Neko, are sort of in the generation of, you know, these new rookies have debuted, and all of them are, I mean, I would say even Torabami, who hasn't really been featured, I think all of them are better than Kiryu.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: And, you know, that will be a, you know, that may be a tough thing for a couple years if you have, you know, if you're having this adjustment to we're going to bring in people who are more skilled in sort of naturally skilled in ring, you may have a couple of C's, I don't know what you want to call them, but groups of rookies that may end up jumping a lot of these people lower on the card. And for some of these people, it may, you know, for Kiryu, you know, as you said, she has had some good performances in the past, but it may not happen. You know, that's also part of wrestling. Yeah. Is that sometimes you get people and you're like, hey, they could be good. And it turns out they're not that good.
2: Yeah. I, she, uh, Kiryu and Nico are two people that I think you, there are spots for them on the roster but just not this high up on the card.
1: Yeah, I would... I mean, I think just from a number perspective, I mean, this roster isn't really that big. When you think about, you know, Saki Akai is, you know, sort of part-time-ish. Yeah. Um, you know, and you're going to have, I'm assuming sooner rather than later at this point, as we sort of get closer and closer to the moment when restrictions are going away, you know, COVID restrictions are going away. You know, you may have a couple people gone, you're about to have Miu gone to America, you know, people may be in AEW. So Kiryu and Nako may get spots purely from we need people yeah it's yeah, not a gigantic roster bodies. yeah it's not a huge roster and you lose you know two or three people even at a time i mean this is really like who is not on who is a i should say who is a regular who is not on the show oh and by the way marika kobashi just graduated so yeah she's gone but i'm like who Who's a regular that isn't on this card? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Hold on, let me now, now I actually do wanna
2: Yeah, cause well um No, yeah. I was gonna <laughs> I, I'm going through in my head, I'm like, wait a minute, no, they're there. Um roster. This might pretty much be the full roster. I'm trying to see.
1: um... Yeah, sure I mean that people this are is... screaming. No, I think this is it. Oh. I mean, at least because now I'm on cage match looking at their roster. I mean, like 20. Let me look at their 2021. 20, Tenma is gone. Uh, Mayumi is gone. It's like May San Michel who isn't a regular. Yeah. She's really the only, I mean, and sometimes you have, I mean, you've had, you have people come in, but not that are regular members of the roster, but anyway.
2: Yeah. You might, re- they might really want to look at bringing in more freelancers now,
1: but you know, they've been bringing it, you know, Shida will be on the next Corican show. I'm sure that sooner rather than later, Neo Goon people will be back. So there's another, few but you know you're losing marika but anyway the point being you know i think kiryu someone like nako even you know Raku, they're even if they don't develop really at all and they sort of are what they are at this point they're probably always going to have a spot on these cards even maybe farther up like in this match to lose yeah You know, we won't dive into this too much because this is for the next episode. But that tag match with Sheeta is Sheeta and um, uh, Mocha going up against uh, Miyu and Maki Ito. And when that was announced, you messaged me and you said, hey, I wonder who's taking the fall in this match. (laughs) And that may be sort of what purpose some of these people may serve. Yeah. From now on is like, you need four people in a match you need someone to lose and it's going to be whoever you know the pick of mocha uh neko Raku, kiryu you know that lower level and some of them may develop out of that and some of them may not we don't know yeah but yeah i just think kiryu i think we're. i think i'm closer to believing that kiryu just sort of is what she is and there may not be another level
2: yeah Yeah. she might just this is her final form I think
1: well especially you know she got the new gear she got the new sort of look and it feels like that's the moment to be like hey you just got this stuff now go out and deliver and in the two or three matches I've seen of her since then it's not been it's not like ah it's all clicked you got the new look and you've really stepped it up in ring
2: yeah no it's just the same
1: the semi-main event our first of two title matches was for the princess tag team titles the champion magical sugar rabbits mizuki and yuka sakazaki defeating the upstart daisy monkey team of arisa endo and suzume in 16 minutes and five seconds after mizuki hit a diving foot stomp Honorisa Endo. Kelly, what did you think of this match?
2: I like this. Uh, I really love just how Yuka is the grumpy veteran. Like, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> and uh, the I thought the challengers had a good showing, but this did show a couple holes in their game. Uh, that's okay. This is a learning experience still, because this is like their first big opportunity. Because there were several times that I noticed where... Yuka and Mizuki kind of just had to stand around and wait for their offense. And like that kind of stuff only really gets exposed in a bigger match like this. So if you don't get the opportunity, you're not prior. You're not going to be able to see like, oh, maybe I should tighten this up or whatever. So I think this will just really kind of help them grow as a team. And overall, I thought they did really well. But again, still got some things to work on. Uh, I went three and a half stars on it. I I enjoyed it quite a bit. What
1: about you? This was my match of the night. I thought it was great. I went four stars, so it technically tied with the Miyu-Juria match, but I, you know, bigger spot, title match, so this one gets the nod from me. I thought it was great. I saw a lot of positives from the two members of Daisy Monkey. I thought Suzume was... I mean, I think she's been great for a while. I think she works really well at a fast-paced style, and I think that she is always in the right place in terms of, you know, you see a lot of these early, you know, lower card matches, and people are not always – You know, It's like, oh, we're figuring things out. I don't see that. I think Suzume has that aspect of it down. Those are sort of the two positives from Suzume. Endo, I think, was great. I think she had some great facial expressions in this. She was in that submission late in the match, uh, which was really great. And I think she really has the personality down, not to take anything away from her wrestling. I think she's very solid, but I think that's really – on the personality side where she shines. Uh, So those were the sort of two uh, positives that I took away from this young team challenging. And I totally agree with you, sort of the take no shit attitude from the magical sugar rabbits who were like, we're the veterans. We're, you know, coming out here, we're going to beat you. You don't have what it takes to beat us. So and I like the story after the match of Daisy Monkey being, you know, upset that they (laughs) upset that they lost. Yeah. Um, I sort of like that. It's one of those aspects of we talk about, um, you know, (laughs) we've talked forever about time limit draws on this show. And that's one way to do things. But, you know, just because they lose doesn't mean you lose and you're just like, okay, roll out of the ring and go away. I thought it really helped them to be in the ring and, you know, Daisy Monkey look upset and be like, ah, we thought we had it, and have Mizuki and Yuka talk about, you know, nice try, you know, you're very young, all these things. I think it's part of the sort of growing experience, and it makes it mean more. Oh yeah. Than, than just like, oh, you lost. Okay, next. Um, So I thought it was great. As I said, four stars, it was my favorite match on the card. And certainly, I mean, I don't know if it's just uh, Suzume being very skilled, but losing one tag partner and getting another and sort of not losing a step to me for Suzume has been very impressive, you know, replacing uh, uh, Mayumi with Arisa Endo.
2: I, yeah, honestly, I think it worked out for her in the end. I think Endo fits her a lot better. Like I, I'm in enjoy- j i am in really like this team, so I'm I'm kinda happy the way things worked out for them.
1: And this was uh, on Cage Match, just as a side note, this is the highest rated match on the show, although I believe that on Cage Match you cannot rank you cannot rate matches under five minutes in length. So the Miyu-Juria match does not have a rating on Cage Match. This is an 8.12, which is just over, you know, if you think of it out of 10, it's just over 8 out of 10, which is 4 out of 5, so 4 stars, I guess. Um, But the final match of the night, the main event, singles match for the Princess of Princess title match. The new champion, Shoko Nakajima, making her first defense of this title reign defeating yuki aino in 15 minutes and 49 seconds with the diving senton kelly to be honest i don't have all that much to say about this match so i'll let you go first
2: uh i thought it sucked i really didn't like this match i thought it was plotting and just terribly boring uh Honestly, the only th- like concrete memory I have with this match is Nakajima almost dying on that dive and then popping up and being like, huh, I could have got really hurt there,
1: huh? Yeah, maybe. I mean, my thought was sort of I didn't feel all that invested in the match as a whole to begin with and sort of watched it and was like, eh, you know. It also doesn't
2: help that this match was built up by know, taking a pin from Nakajima and then being like, all right, my partner retired. I want a title match. And it's like, fucking why? Why do you get a title match?
1: Yeah, I think Tokyo Joshi still does sort of do a lot of that. You know, I think the argument would be, oh, you know, she lost, she's been defending, she's been depending too much on her tag partner. And so she wants to challenge herself in the singles division, but that feels more like a story where you do it over a couple months where maybe she picks up some singles wins and she's like, Hey, I'm feeling more confident now. And I'm not depending on my sister who's not here anymore, uh, to sort of, not carry me, but carry you in sort of the kayfabe sense of like, she's there to help me out in matches. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, in
2: all honesty, I've always thought Aeno has been the weaker of the team. Like I, I like Tenma more than her and this didn't change my mind.
1: Interesting. Cause I think the, I think sort of the consensus would be that Aino is the better singles wrestler of the two of them.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't see it. Like, I, I just don't see it with her at all. I don't know. I think she's very boring.
0: In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from Arena Club, Off. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net, arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of the Wrestling Podcast Network.
1: But yeah, I, I think the main thing that sort of took me out of it was I was not very invested. I figured uh, pretty much that shoko would retain which is what happened um so yeah it's one of those things we talked about at the beginning of the show like oh what did you think of the show and i did like the show but it was just sort of a weird way to end with this match that i didn't really have any investment in like i think if you switched this and the tag title match i would have probably ended the show being like hey great show
2: yeah i think so i really think it would have benefited the show
1: but I'm not sure you could really ever do that without, I mean, without either a having such a big, like if you brought in, I don't know, uh, Sheeta, some big, somebody. some big tag team, you know, yeah. like Sheeta and, uh, I don't, I don't know. Um, or like someone from, you know, some tag team from AEW or something yeah, like, um, Tikanti and Anna Jay, or, you know, I'm just making that up. I'm not saying them specifically, but some, you know, some tag team of note, or you built someone up in your ranks that was, you know, so big, you know, and they won and they got really big. If it was like Yuki Arai and um, Jirina Jer- uh, from S- like the two SKE members teaming together, like maybe that would be something, but. I just don't think you could ever really main event the tag titles over the Princess of Princess title because that title is feels so much bigger than yeah. either of the other two titles. And not that that's a negative thing. It really should because it's your singles championship.
2: It would need to be like a Paul Heyman special where it's like the show opens and UK you know, comes out and is like, I want this title match right now or something like that, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, or the Gabe Sapolsky where they're like, this yeah. match cannot wait. It's going on first. Yeah. Uh. So, yeah, but like I said, overall, my thoughts on the show were it was good. You know, as much as the main event, I was sort of like, yeah, it, it to me was a good, I mean, it had for me two four-star matches on it, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, no, overall, I enjoyed the show. So, yes, and so that is all for the Tokyo Joshi and Hall Show. They have one in less than a month on May 3rd, which we will talk about next episode. But first, Kelly has a message from the sponsor of this week's episode of the podcast.
2: Everybody, I am going to tell you about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh is 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal of the same quality. And you can save, on average, over $65 per month when you order HelloFresh instead of grocery shopping. That's more money to put towards those other uh, 2022 goals of yours, like subscribing to every Joshi streaming service. HelloFresh offers the flexibility you need to easily customize your order online or in the app, easily change your delivery date, food preferences, and plan size, or skip a week whenever you need to. Like I mentioned earlier, I had a bunch of internet issues, so I'm behind on pretty much everything. So I need more time, and HelloFresh really helps me save time in the kitchen so I can spend more time watching Joshi. Uh, If you want to save time and money, go to HelloFresh.com slash VOW16 and use code VOW16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Now, let me say that again. Go to HelloFresh.com slash VOW16 and use code VOW16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit.
1: So, next we will dive into what has been going on in the last two weeks of Stardom, and what has been going on is the Cinderella tournament, the second round and the quarterfinals, uh, the very brief quarterfinals of the Cinderella tournament. Stardom had a show on a house show on April 9th. On April 10th, they had a show with two Cinderella matches and a tag team title match. In the Cinderella matches, Hazuki defeating Azumi, and Tsuri and Himika went to a 10-minute time limit draw, and in the main event, Momo Watanabe and Starlight Kid retained their tag titles over the team of Julia and Tecla. Kelly, I know you watch the show. What did you think of these two uh, Cinderella matches and the tag title match?
2: Uh, for my money, Hazuki and Azumi might be the most interesting matchup that the company has. So I was super into this. Uh, I thought it was great for the format that they have. Uh, and I really hope that someday these two have a big like singles match for a title or something down the road. Uh, I went three and a half stars on it. Really enjoyed it. Uh, the draw was really good too. Uh, that felt more like it was just kind of a condensed big Siri title match. Uh, my only complaint about it was that like the when the 1 minute call happened it didn't really seem like there was any more urgency in their work so it didn't really feel like it mattered that the time limit was coming up but even with that i still really enjoyed it and went 3 and 3 quarters on it what about you
1: i i totally agree with you with uh hazuki and azumi i really enjoyed that match and to me when i think about the cinderella tournament you know there's been these changes in the past couple of years to the cinderella tournament it used to be one day now it's multiple days but to me that match that they had sort of was the definition to me of a cinderella tournament match and sort of yes. what i want to see from the matches which is like go fat like you've only got 10 minutes so you've got to go fast you've got to move you got to try and get people over the top rope you know they spend a lot of time you know, on the apron, trying to knock each other off. Like that to me is sort of the fun and the difference of the Cinderella tournament versus, uh, you know, the five-star Grand Prix, for example, or, or really any other sort of singles match that two people would have in stardom. So I thought Siri and Himika was fine, but to me, it never felt to me like, oh, this is a Cinderella match. Yeah, It felt like, oh, you're going out there and you're having a singles match that's going to go 10, like, it's going to go 10 minutes. And so, and we'll talk about that in a second, but on the 17th, I thought they had a really great lineup of people who can sort of work that style and make things interesting. So I didn't dislike Syrian Himika. I didn't think it was a bad match, but it just sort of wasn't the style that... I was really looking for and like, Oh, I'm going to sit down and watch the Cinderella tournament. And I was like, well, this doesn't really feel like that.
2: Yeah. I I miss the tournament just being one day.
1: I mean, I do too. I really loved that. It was just sort of chaos, like one day of chaos, you know, matches can end, you know, without a thought and you're getting all of these, however many matches, um, total they used to have. I don't know between all the rounds, um i think this is fine you know it sort of reminds me of the new japan cup yeah in new japan and that it's sort of a spring tournament it's a little bit different than um the g1 in new japan and the but the one thing that sort of drew me out of the new japan cup was it went from like a couple days and now it lasts like a couple months i feel like it, mm-hmm. it it's goes like, on forever. Oh, oh, we're going to have like 15 shows. To me, I'm not. I'm like, oh, I wish it was one day. But to me, this is really only I mean, 410 had two matches. So let's sort of not even count that. You're really only talking about three days because you're talking about the initial. Show that had the 16 matches, the 17th and then the five, the, the um semifinals and finals on the show on the 29th like if it stayed that length i'm still pretty okay with it it's the thing where if it all of a sudden became eight events or ten events where i'm like are we just sort of stretching this out to pad you know all these shows that's where i sort of would be like yeah too long
2: yeah that's the that's the concern is that they end up doing that
1: but this, I mean, with these two, I mean, the two matches, if you just watch the Cinderella matches on the show, it would take you like 17 minutes or something. I think so, yeah. Um, so that's not bad. I ended up, uh, I did watch, they had a show at Cork and Hall today as we record April 17th. Uh, they already put all six Cinderella Matches up on Stardom World, so I applaud them for getting those matches up very quickly. Uh, I went to the website this morning expecting to see maybe one, maybe the main event, or something like that. But they got all the matches up, so that was great. I watched all the matches. I thought that they were all very good. I thought they were a lot of fun. Uh, Saya Ida beat Maizakurai. Natsupoi beat Unagi. Koguma defeated Julia. Uh, over the top rope, kicking her to the floor. Saki Kashima pinned Mayu in 17 seconds with a roll up. Uh, I had a feeling something weird was going on when I opened the video file and it was, I believe six minutes long. (laughs) I said, Oh, something's happening here. Uh, Koguma pinned Saya Iida and Mirai defeated Saki Kashima in that quarterfinal. So a, uh, super fun. I thought it was a fun show. I mean, all the matches are under 10 minutes. Uh, so, a very easy watch. But as I said, I think that they got to a point where they got a lot of people Saya, Ida, Natsupoi, Koguma, uh, you know, Mayu, even though it was only 17 seconds. But a lot of these people who sort of work that faster pace style naturally in stardom anyway, which I think really helped really give these matches for me a, you know, the this, this sort of quote unquote Cinderella feel. So I think they're definitely worth checking out. They're easy to get through. Each match is, as I said, less than 10 minutes. So you're not sitting down for a half an hour to watch a match. So I recommend those. And that will lead into the semifinals and finals, which we will talk about in a few minutes. Uh, what else has been going on in the world of Joshi? Seedling had a show on April thirteenth, Tokyo Joshi also had the day after their Cork and Hall show. They had the next iteration of their inspiration themed, inspiration titled show. I should say this one. Uh, the big attraction was was Marika Kobashi teaming with her one of her heroes Abdullah Kobayashi to take on Antonio Honda and Saki um, Abdullah Kobayashi and Marika Kobashi won and then afterwards Abdullah and Marika went to a three minute time limit draw in a singles match. That show also had some. Fun singles matches. Kelly, I know you watch that show. Anything on that show stand out to you? Uh,
2: I really liked the opener with uh, Mio Yamashita defeating Kaya Toribami. I thought that was a really solid opener and one of Kaya's best showings.
1: And also today, April 17th, was Marika Kobashi's graduation show. That show main evented by Marika Kobashi in a one versus 20 handicap match uh when i first saw the graphic i thought it was a gauntlet match it turns out it it was not a gauntlet match it was just one on 20 a traditionally wacky tokyo joshi graduation show match uh but kelly we have gotten to the point now nadoka tenma is now retired uh, graduated marika kobashi is graduated so some room is going to open up on some of these cards for some wrestlers. Now that these sort of two storylines, real life storylines have come to the complete, come to their completion. Yeah.
2: Yeah. uh, I'm excited to watch the handicap match. That should be a lot of fun. Really reminds me of the, uh, the days of John Cena and Randy Orton taking on the entire raw roster.
1: That's probably not the first time Marika Kobashi has been compared to Randy Orton. (laughs) Uh, i should also say that the corican hall 60th anniversary celebration show which i talked about in the last episode it did air on spooks um it is floating out in the universe so if you look for it you may be able to find it i have not been able to watch the show yet i did watch the opening uh the sort of intro video which was very cool it featured starlight kid mayumi Ozaki. Ozaki, um, Keto Miyahara, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, all sort of talking about Korokin Hall. They showed pictures of sort of big matches throughout the history. So a big feel. I'm excited to watch that show. I haven't gotten to it yet, uh, but I did say Starlight Kid uh, had an interview after where she's hoping that it becomes sort of a tradition to have these big shows And maybe one day do them in the Tokyo Dome. And she said that hopefully next time Tokyo Joshi uh, will be able to join in. So hopefully I'm always a big fan of these joint shows. I really loved Assemble uh, back when Assemble was happening. So I'm, I'm always more for these joint shows between a bunch of promotions.
2: Hell yeah. More people working together is always good.
1: Sendai Girls had the show on April 14th. The two big matches there was the Asuka Cannon versus Sayori Ono and Tomoka Inaba match, as well as the main event of Mika Iwata and Miyuki Takase going up against Team 200-kilogram, Chihiro Hashimoto and Yu, uh, in Ice Ribbon on April 17th. Saki and Hikari Shimizu Galaxy Punch. The new tag team champions retained their tag titles over Sukasa Fujimoto and Kaho Matsuhita. And in wave, the big news Sakura Hiroto won back the Elizabeth title in a match against Kira Yoniyama and Yuki Miyazaki today on the 17th. Nagisa Nozaki defended her Regina DeWave title against Kohaku, who is the former marvelous wrestler Makoto Shindo. So she is back and Gami, uh, G- Announced on that show that everyone who appeared on the show today is in the Catch the Wave tournament, which starts on May 5th. So the people on the show today, Yumioka, Riko Kawahata, Suzu Suzuki, Itsuki Aoki, Miyuki Takase Yu, Chie Ozora, Haruka Umasaki, Hikari Shimizu, Sakura Hirota, Kaori Oniyama, Yuki Miyazaki, Nagisa Nozaki and Kohaku. That, to my count, is 14 people. I would think that they would be doing four blocks of four, which would be 16. So there may be two other wrestlers uh, to be announced there. But that starts very soon, starts Golden Week, May 5th, Uh, Catch the Wave, which is always a lot of fun. So that is everything that happened over the last two weeks. Here is everything upcoming for Joshi Promotions, starting with Stardom. Some big shows, they have a show on the 23rd, a smaller show with an artist of stardom, title defense, Mika Himika and Natsupoi defending against Tom Nakino, Minashirakawa, and Unagi Sayaka. And then their big show on April 29th at Oda Ward. At the time we're recording this, there are only five matches announced. Uh, the two semifinals of the Cinderella Tournament, Koguma against Azuki and Mirai against Natsupoi. The two winners will then face off in the finals on that same show. And two announced title matches. Uh, Azumi defending her high-speed title against the winner of the Stardom Rumble, Mesa Ruga. And Tsuri defending her World of Stardom title against Himika. Kelly, give us your prediction. We're down to four. Who do you think emerges victorious in the cinderella tournament
2: okay um i do appreciate that they've got the mega powers exploding with koguma and hazuki so i think i'm gonna go hazuki wins there uh and let's see i think i think natsupoi beats mirai uh and then i think hazuki wins overall and beats natsupoi that's my that's my guess what about you
1: I'm very close. I do think Hazuki wins and beats Koguma, but I think Mirai beats Natsupoi. And then I think Hazuki beats Mirai to win. Okay.
2: Yeah, no, I I think either one of those. Yeah, I think I think Hazuki wins for sure.
1: I think probably if I had to rank, I would say Hazuki... Like, Mirai to me, she just got the title match. Which throws me off. But also these... <laughs> It is weird to be like, oh, it's three high-speed people. I mean, less Hazuki. Like, Hazuki is really... I'm like, Mirai it's, feels too soon for her to get back there. Koguma and Natsupoi still feel very much like high-speed contenders, so that's why Hazuki sort of is the default pick for me.
2: Yeah, yeah. And she hasn't gotten... Has she done gotten a title match since, since she came back? I can't remember.
1: Uh I not of the big not of the big two.
2: Yeah, so this would be a good
1: Well, I mean they were tag champ I mean Kobe yeah, and Hazuki were tag champions.
2: But yeah, not uh, a big singles title right. match or anything. So yeah, no, I think it's time.
1: Also on May first, Stardom has a show that will kick off their week of golden week shows. We will talk all about all the promotions, Golden Week shows, next episode, there will be a lot to talk about. Almost We're going to be promotion. drowning in shows. <laughs> yeah, almost every promotion has some sort of big show uh, that week. Uh, Seedling, though, on the 29th as well, has a Korokin Hall show. The main event, Asuka and Makoto defending their tag titles against Yoshiko and Ryu Mizunami. There is a Tsukasa Fujimoto and Arisa Nakajima singles match. Put that uh, in the back of your brain for a second because we'll be coming back to that. (laughs) And a Riko Kaiju and Riko Kawahata match. Tokyo Joshi has a number of smaller uh, house shows coming up on the 24th, 28th, and 29th. Sendai Girls has a show on the 23rd. The big match is there. Mika Iwata against Ayami Sasamura in a singles match, Chihiro Hashimoto, Yu, and Sayori No against Miyuki Takase, Asuka, and Krie, and the main event Dash, Chizako, and Eureka Oka versus Ryo Mizunami and Manami. Ice Ribbon has some things coming up as they get ready for their big Yokohama Budokan show at the beginning of May. On the 24th, a big Sakushi versus Sukasa Fujimoto final singles match. Uh, no time limit there. So that's an exciting match. And then Ice Ribbon has a Cork and Hall show on April 30th. The only match announced. I may sound like a broken record here. Sukasa Fujimoto against Arisa Nakajima. So... Fujimoto and Nakajima will be facing off in singles matches at Cork Hall on two consecutive days. Uh, The OG best friends explode on two consecutive days. Those two matches could both be uh, very good, and I am looking forward to both of them.
2: There's a part of me that kind of hopes that in the seedling match they just like fight their way to the back and never come back, and then the ice ribbon match starts with them fighting coming out to the ring as though they've just been fighting all night.
1: Ice ribbon has done that before, I believe yeah. they did that in the um, the that baseball match. The, that yeah, had.
2: I'm hoping they do a callback to that. I <laughs> think that would <laughs> that would be a lot of fun.
1: Diana also has a Corican Hall show on April 29th, so lots going on at Corican. Uh Ayako Sato against Nagisa Nozaki for the Diana title, but probably the biggest match on the card is Luminous, the team uh, defending their tag titles against the stardom team of Mina Shirakawa and Unagi Sayaka. So a big match there, two wrestlers from Stardom. We'll see what happens. Maybe uh, Mina and Unagi emerge from that show as Diana Tag Team Champions. Who knows? It's possible. That would be cool. Marvelous has a show on April twentieth. It will be. It will have the final matches in the blocks of the AAAW Tag League Championship. And as we go into that last match, currently the standings in the A Block, Black Swallowtail, the team of Tomoko Watanabe and Kyoru Ito have four points. Uh, Mezzo Forte, the team of Takumi Aroha and Hibiscus Mi have two points. And both the Yellow B team of Chikayo Nakashima and Anchamu. And the Japan Gambari Association team of Yuna and Yuri both have one point. One point, I should say. So breaking it down, uh, the simplest result would be Black Swallowtail wins. They have a match against Yellow Bee on that 420 show. If they win, um, they would win the block because they would have six points. Um, and would have gone undefeated. And Mezzo Forte, I believe, has two points. They cannot win the block because they lost to Black Swallowtail. So even if they won their final match, they would be at four points. And I believe the tiebreaker would be the head-to-head, which Black Swallowtail won. So that would be Black Swallowtail. And the other two, I believe, don't matter because even if they win, they would be at three points.
2: Yeah, they can't get there. So yeah, it's that so, A block yeah, is decided. A Block
1: is pretty A Block is pretty clean. B Block is, is slightly different. Okay, so currently in B block in the lead with three points is Go, Gokai Red, the team of Yuki Miyazaki and Riko Kawahada. Then tied for second with two points is the aptly named Aoki and Katakura, the team of Rin, Katakura, and Itsuki Aoki. Mystic Young Fox, Ai-Hosan, and Eureka Oka. Both those teams have two points. And then Sexual Violet have one point. Now, here's the difference. The final match, Gokai Red and Sexual Violet, is the match on the 20th. If Sexual Violet win they would have the tiebreak. They would be tied at three with Gokai Red and would get the tiebreaker because they won the head-to-head. Yep. However, the team of... If a Okay. All right. Hold on. If Gokai Red win their match, they win the block. That's the easy solution. If Gokai Red lose then Sexual Violet would have the tiebreaker over them. However, if Aoki and Katakura and Mystic Young Fox went to a draw, all four teams would be at three points. Yep. Which would give... Uh, Hold on. Okay, let's look at this. Which would give the victory, because Sexual Violet would have the advantage over Gokai Red, and... Aoki and Katakora beat Sexual Violet, so they would have the tiebreaker over them, over Sexual Violet. And Mystic Young Fox... Would be
2: all ties at that point.
1: (laughs) Well, then it would be... I think then it would be a three-way, or it would be a two-way draw, because Aoki and Katakora and Mystic Young Fox, if they draw... Aoki and Katakura would tie with Mystic Young Fox for the win in the blood. Am I reading that right?
2: I think, yeah. <laughs> Cause yeah, if if they draw, everyone ends at three.
1: Everyone ends at three, but Sexual Violet has it over, Gokai Red. Aoki yes. and Katakura have it over. Sexual Violet, but Mr. Young Fox and Aoki and Katakura would be tied, which I'm assuming at that point, it would become a three-way final, which is not out of the realm of possibility. Of course, if... there's There's also the possibility one of those two teams wins. Yeah. Which would put them at four. And Gokai Red and Sexual Violet could draw, which puts us in a whole nother realm of possibility
2: well if gokai red and sexual violet draw yeah because then that oh yeah that's
1: right because then then gokai red would be at at four four, and if aoki and katakora won then gokai red would win because they have the head-to-head victory if mystic young fox won then it would be another three-way um final because Mystic Young Fox and Gokai Red went to a uh, draw. Yeah. They both got one point. So anyway, <laughs> uh, anyway, a block pretty clean. B block, not clean at all. <laughs> <laughs> Is the long and short of it. You know, if, if it's me knowing sort of the history of some of these, tournaments i'm assuming that they will go to a three-way final yeah i could see that easy that's happened i think it's happened in catch the wave like at least two times where they're like we have two blocks oh wait someone tied at the top and so it's going to be a three-way match (laughs) um but anyway that's the marvelous triple a w tag team tournament lots still up in the air lots to play there Wave is going to have a show on April twenty eighth. It is a farewell show to Sukasa Fujimoto and Sakushi, with three matches. There's a five minute exhibition. Nagisa Nozaki going up against Sukasa Fujimoto, then Yuki Miyazaki and Sakura Hirota, teaming to take on Sukasa Fujimoto and Sakushi. Then in the main event, Yumi Oka, Nagisa Nozaki, and Kohaku. Teaming to take on Tsukasa Fujimoto, Tsukushi, and X. So we'll have to see who that X is. But good to see a nice farewell show for them. And that is everything that is happening in the next two weeks of Joshi Wrestling. Kelly, do you have a – you've been gone now for – a full month. Do you have I a know. movie recommendation for us?
2: You better believe I do. I saw Sonic 2. and What a fun movie that is. Possibly Jim Carrey's last film if he retires. And what a movie to go out on.
1: He's retiring? Is that Possibly. a
2: thing? That's a... It's, it's up in the air right now. But there's a very good chance that Sonic might be his last movie.
1: Huh. That's interesting. And I did not know that. Yeah. See, now you got to go see it. Now you got to go see it. That's the, that's the draw. Uh, All right. Well, that is everything. Uh, We'll have plenty to talk about next time. I'm sure we will talk about that Oda Ward stardom show uh, and maybe some of these, you know, maybe the seedling quirk in hall show. Um, Maybe if we're lucky enough, we'll be able to see some of that. Diana show so there will be lots to talk about next time and next time we'll get to preview all of the golden week shows that are coming up which so many there's a lot of them (laughs) uh, as you'll soon find out get ready
2: for a four-hour show next time
1: (laughs) but anyway for kelly my name is taylor thank you for listening and we will see you next time on jumping bomb audio